I think I'm a special one. What's up? Back on the podcast, episode 30. Chad's starting us off with the bang. Scarves up. First time I'm seeing him since the last episode. Yeah, man. Missed you. Looking pretty buff in that jersey. Oh, yeah, man. We'll get to the jersey in a sec. But uh, it's been a while, man. It's been like two months. The last time we did a podcast was like just after the October national team games. And it's like mid-December right now. So we'll yeah, I feel like so much has happened. Uh, we say this every time. It's yeah, like, we haven't came on in a month. Yeah, I don't think anyone's surprised. But like, we were finishing up like our seasons and stuff, and like, we're gonna get back to like a regular schedule. Like, I think last winter we did a really good job of like getting out some good content. That's when we did the Alexi Lawless podcast. We did the Rondo podcast. So like, I think the winter's good for us to get Rondo, moving Rondo. again. I remember that one. Rondo, Rondo, take your vitamins. Probably one of my all-time favorites. Um, but yeah, and I think we're going to start like scheduling out, you know, maybe like every Friday or every other Friday is like podcast night. And then like we get it going and then like we actually start like a better rhythm instead of like we got into the rhythm of, uh, you know, after every national team cycle, we review it. And it's like, that's kind of like an ugly rhythm to get into. So not cycle window window. Yeah. Cycle is like the full four years. So that. That's like what we're on pace to do. Is every, yeah, every four years, we'll come out with one podcast to review the national team. Uh, so, yeah, dude, what are you wearing? Wearing the new union kits from this year. Season's over, but that was a fresh kit. You got the same one, right? Yeah, I have I have Elsino on the back of mine, though. Um, oh, my bad. I got yeah. no one on the back. Yeah. But yeah, this one. Uh, so, I'm wearing – so, I've talked about it before. So, at work, every Friday, we order from uh, the, di- the local diner. And the guy who owns it, Derman, he's from Turkey. So we would always talk about like soccer and stuff. He knew I was a soccer fan. And he would tell me about his team in Turkey, which is this team, Tra- Trabzonspor, I think I'm saying it correctly. So he he got me a jersey. You know, one time he got me a mask with the logo on it. And then he got me this jersey. So it's Trabzonspor. I don't know the brand, but uh, I'm filling out the sleeves pretty nicely. And I'll turn around real quick. If you can see it. It literally says Andrew Catalana on the back, number 10, which is so sick. So after this episode, I think we'll replace maybe Ronaldinho or maybe out the door. I don't know. One of these two jerseys in the background here. So it'll just I say Andrew Catalana. Replace out the door? One to replace between Ronaldinho and out the door. It's got to be out. I'm thinking we go like a steady rotation of jerseys instead of just leaving these two up. But uh, yeah, it'd be cool. To, it just says Andrew Catalana, number 10 on the back. Um so I think it's cool that we have all this soccer here, like even these scarves here, right? Like they all have like a story. It's like just for example, like I coach at St. Augustine Prep, so that scarf's hanging up. This Union scarf was the first scarf I got, like before the Union even played a game. I I got it, and then I wore it to the first ever game the Union played. I wore it to the first ever game they played at then PPL Park. I wore it to two playoff games that we went to this year. So like I I don't know, it's cool. That this stuff has a has a story all of What's our soccer year. That team you're wearing right now, Trabzon's poor. I want to see if I know any of their players. They're uh, I think they have a couple older guys that are good. They just beat somebody, I think. But 
but yeah, so it's been it's been a while since we did a podcast. So what's uh, what's the agenda for today? Uh, so we can review a little bit, but some stuff's a little old news. Yeah, so we'll just kind of touch over it. Yeah, I want to maybe I want to pick your brain. Mm. Uh, so There's a lot of brain up here to pick. So see what you're thinking. Yeah. And then uh, we do a little USMNT draft part yeah. two. We did right. one. Like, you still make fun of me for my so team. Long. We did one, uh, one of our first episodes, but it's funny because <laughs> it's some of Andrew's picks just never quite worked. My out. goalie on that team was literally David Ochoa, who's now playing for like the Mexican national team. Like and your left back was Chris Gloucester, who isn't even playing first team. He's good he's though, dude. Um, but yeah, so we'll get into that. I think, like, if you guys listening, like, want to hear, like, a more, like, in-depth review on, like, something specific. So, let's say the Union losing the playoffs and you want to hear a breakdown of the Union game or the Union season. Like, that's something we would do, too. But it's hard because, like, we're not sure how how current we want this news to be or, you know, because, like, if we wait a week, that news is is old. Like, we we beat Mexico 2-0. Dos a zero. Perfect. At home. Played them off the field for most of the game and, like, we just didn't do an episode right after. And then like five days later, it's old news. So, um, yeah, you want to kind of talk about the current national team for a sec? So we beat Mexico, Dos Acero in, uh, where was it, Cincinnati? Yeah. Yep. And then we go down to Jamaica, tie one-to-one. So overall, like I would say a good, good window, but not the best. Like we are hoping for six points there. Yeah, There's two games. When you go up to beating Mexico – nothing at home you, you might drop some points i mean yeah then there's a down yeah i think it's like only way down it's it's hard to stay at that like emotional high after beating mexico but you told me we were beating mexico dos acero at home like you kind of take whatever result it's a six-pointer yeah because we're fighting with them i mean mexico is kind of in a tough spot apparently a lot of their players and their coach there's like some some arguing there i heard i heard uh uh, Edson Alvarez and one of the other players like flew to Mexico city, did a commercial and like got in the night before that game to play. And they're like late to camp with the national team, the Mexico national team. Yeah. So we broke them. We're going to get Tata fired. He got Burr haltered. He got Greg triple G. Um, yeah. And then the Jamaica game was just kind of clunky, you know, bad field, like, Dude, I forget that Jamaican game. Mikel Antonio just absolutely oh, ripped yeah, one. Who else scored? Didn't didn't Waya score? Waya scored kind of early. Yep. Okay. Um, do you want to talk some MLS playoffs real quick? Yeah, man. Um, where should we start? The Union. Yeah, I mean, so the Union get in as the two seed in the East, and uh, like they beat the Red Bulls. That Glessness goal to beat the Red Bulls last minute of extra time, like. One of the best, you know, top three moments of all time in Union history, right? Like, it's just like crazy. It's funny that it's Jacob Glesnes who scored the rip against LAFC two years ago, or one year ago, I guess. The another rip against Atlanta United. He just scores these ridiculous goals. And it's funny because like one of the girls that I coached on my girls team, like she's now like this huge Glesnes fan. Like Glesnes is her favorite player. I'm like, that's awesome because there's random like Norwegian center back is just like. Some like youth players, like favorite player. He's a beast, man. Yeah, and then they go on. They beat Nashville in uh, in penalty kicks. We were at that game. That was that was a good game. It was fun to watch. Intense, fast pace. 
Yeah, I thought they should have won, but mm-hmm. they called Gostag's second goal off. Yeah. Even though I hate Gostag. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, I, I think the Union should have never signed them, but wow. that's a different story. And then we go on to lose New York City 2-1. to one. Uh, It just stinks that, like, that run – like, I think we were going to beat New York City and uh, all the COVID stuff happened. I had 11 players out because of COVID. I think six of them were starters. And then we lose on, like, two crap mistakes, honestly. And so, and then New York City goes on win, wins MLS Cup. I think from the union's uh, perspective or whatever, if they had, like, their starting goalie in goal or at least their starting center backs, mm-hmm. and Bizer still might have started, but, like, he probably wouldn't have made that mistake because there's probably multiple people telling him, like, play yeah. the ball. Yeah, Dude, and stuff. it's hard to, like, like get mad at someone for one mistake. Like, even the best players make, like, one mistake. You know, if he's making five or six, then you're like, all right, this guy's not cut out for the level. But Baez is a good player. Um, I don't know. What do you think the union need to do in the offseason? Um, so they already re-signed Glasnus again, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Re-signed Glasnus. I'd say re-sign as many people as you can. Got to get a – a, like a forward. So you think you're like thinking a, bring back as many people as you can. Yeah. And then just go get like a big money forward. Yeah. Like someone to play along. Dude, I don't even know who, I guess Shabilko, but like mm-hmm. someone to play alongside them or just someone else up yeah. there. So like that, that's where you spend your money on. Mm-hmm. So Charlotte FC, the new team in MLS, they had their expansion draft. So like if you're an MLS team, you get to protect a certain amount of players from this expansion draft and everybody else is eligible to be picked up by the expansion team. And Corey Burke was left unprotected, but they didn't pick him. So union didn't have anybody picked. So I'm guessing all of those guys are back. So if you pair like Casper and like a, a top level DP striker, you know, hopefully like Jamiro Montero stays or like, but it's gotta home. be a different type of striker than Casper. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why Santos was effective. You just run and like run the channels. Yeah. And Santos, Hopefully he comes back because I like him and he's good off the bench. Yeah, he's an energy guy. I think a lot of like modern coaches now, they think of the game in like chunks. You see Berhalter do it too, where he brings in like two subs at a time or three subs at a time. Changes a little bit tactically, but like when when those guys are going in, like the team knows like, all right, we're shifting a little bit to this style. And like it throws the other team off. I also think next year is the year where a lot more of the um, youth players for the union mm-hmm break into the team and start starting a, a bit more like like Jack McGlenn starts a bunch more. Yeah. Nathan Harrell, Aronson, Nathan Harrell. Yeah. Um, I mean, we lost Brandon Aronson, Mark McKenzie, sold him for good fees. They were both in the MLS best 11 that year. They were both like 21, 20 years old, like homegrown. So like it's a big loss. And I don't think they expected those guys to, to move on that quickly either. So, yeah. Um, and then I also think they were better – in, during the season when they played a 4-4-2 diamond, like a tight diamond in the midfield, towards the end of the year, they were like short forward. So they end up playing four defenders, three center midfielders, two attacking midfielders, and a forward. So it was just Casper all alone up top. And you had like uh, Martinez, the defensive mid, and then like two center mids next to him that were just kind of doing all the work, like defensive work. They'd run out to press, press guys and whatever. But you're, you're too narrow, and I think the 4-4-2 gives you better balance and you can hit the channels more. 
And I think they were just more comfortable in that too, honestly. Yeah, and I, um, Flock was a good signing this year. He's like the yeah. left-sided Bedoya, just works really hard. <laughs> and then I, I don't even – didn't even see much from – what was his name? Buena? Bueno? Bueno, yeah, he didn't play much. He started to at the end, but yeah. Yeah. Right, so maybe I, he – I thought he was though. supposed to be a pretty good signing, but he didn't play too much. But Yeah, we'll see. So hopefully they make like a good signing. Hopefully they have like – money to spend on like a legit guy but my dream offseason for the union josie out the door is a free agent go get josie out the door on the cheap diego valeri from portland's free agent go get diego valeri and like that's not all the moves but like those are two mls veterans like the union aren't known for bringing in contributing players from mls but i don't want josie to come in and tear apart that locker he's not gonna tear apart the locker what are you talking about he's already forced out a coach or two in Toronto, probably by himself. Yeah, and he also set like the single most points, like the single like points record for a season and one MLS Cup in the same year. So, single he's, points record. The yeah, most points in a season. Supporter Shield, but all that. It's broken now. Yeah, they, everybody breaks it every uh, year. Like okay. everyone just keeps breaking it. But yeah, um, you know, let's talk about MLS. I mean, they beat the Timbers in a. I thought New York the Timbers City were going to win. I thought it was just at home, third game. Mm-hmm. New York City, I don't like New York City FC, but pretty <laughs> impressive that – I don't know who they played the first round, I forget. But it's pretty impressive that they went to New England one, went to Philly one, and went to Portland and one. Yeah. Three three away places. Yeah, three but the, pretty the, tough the team that they beat, the, like that union team would like, is not a playoff team. The team that they trotted out there against New York City is all the COVID stuff. Um, anything else with MLS? What else are we going to talk about? Um, since we've been gone, there's been some manager appointments. Oh, let's talk about who? Ralph Ragnick. I think the last episode we did, we were talking about Ole in or Ole out. Well, things have changed big time since then. Yeah, dude. What do you think about Ragnar? I, I like it. I guess. I mean, I don't really have an opinion <laughs> yeah. on it, dude. I love it. Like, I was on here talking about Ole saying like he's yet to establish any kind of uh, system, or like some players have gotten better, but like it's not. I don't think it's really because of him. I don't know. But Ragnik, like b- months before all of this stuff, like I just we just like see YouTube videos or like read articles about him basically just because he's the guy that kind of like started the whole Red Bull, like pressing revolution with Leipzig, Salzburg, New York Red Bulls. And like, because Brendan Aronson was at RB Salzburg and like we had Jesse Marsh at RB Leipzig. There was a lot of like crossover there. So I was just reading more about it. And like a lot of like modern tactics, I think are like born off of this philosophy, this Red Bull philosophy. So I just started learning more about Ragnick and I I love the guy. I think he's going to do great. So it seems like he's going to be the manager till the end of the season and then step into some kind of like advisor role. So maybe he's going to hire like one of his guys or one of the guys he's worked with before. Yeah. Yeah. And United's already improved, but every, every team kind of does that when they fire a manager, they always get like a little bump as soon as they do it. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, so I don't really know too much history about Ralph Ragnick, but everyone was just hyping him up as soon as he, like, got linked to United and when he got signed as their manager. Like, he hasn't really coached 
long at places. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just don't think soccer managers really do. And like Ragnick's actually had like a philosophy and a system and implemented it at different places. Most coaches like all right, Jose Mourinho goes to a place and coaches for like a year, year and a half and has no system at all. Like what Ragnick does is way yeah, more impressive. Park the bus. Yeah, it's park the bus and complain about everything. And then like get like the media talks about him getting fired for three months and then he finally gets fired. Like that's the Mourinho cycle. Yeah. I mean, I didn't didn't you say you were like I, you think Carrick's gonna be the coach next year? Like maybe Carrick will learn on that. Yeah, and then that night, like <laughs> Carrick was like, I'm leaving the club. Like, <laughs> so Maybe it will be one of Ragnick's boys that takes over United, so but he hired uh, American coach Chris Armis, who coached the New York Red Bulls, got fired from Toronto FC, hired him as an assistant. I don't know. Maybe he'll bring Jesse Marsh in too, who got fired from RB true, Leipzig. True. I know. That'd be crazy. Just a bunch Jesse of Marsh is the coach of uh, Man United. After wrongfully getting fired from Leipzig. Also, Xavi took over Barcelona. <laughs> Dude, I feel like this is – no matter what happens, like, this is not going to end well with Barcelona. Like, the team is just so weird. Like, I feel like Xavi blames Dest for every mistake. Like, Serginio Dest does not play under Xavi. Xavi blames Dest? I think so. Like, he never plays, dude. I think Xavi hates Serginio Dest. <laughs> like this, yeah, uh, he's definitely like – Xavi is, like, open – about it and says, like, how Dest like, <laughs> is, the, is the problem. Uh I think Des is going to get a move somewhere. Yeah, but Pulisic might get a move to Barca. Pulisic for Des straight up? We were talking about Des on Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, yeah Des, like if Des went to Chelsea, this, this is the stupidest <laughs> conversation ever. Could he play left wing back and just like cut in on his right? Because he's not beating Reese James out for his I mean, they need a left wing back. Well, they have Alonzo. I love Alonzo. I think he's good. But uh, they need some depth there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Joel's hurt. What else? What else? Anything else big? Uh, the Bond Dior. Yeah, I I really could care less about the. All Bondor. right, just tell me who you think should have won. I don't know Lewandowski. Maybe like I, you think Lewandowski should have won. I don't know. I really am not like concerned about. I mean, I'm sure they give it to Messi because of the like he had success with Argentina this summer. Yeah, I think Messi deserved it. Uh, he's but not. like if if Lewandowski won, it'd be like. Okay, he be- Messi barely has any goals for PSG. Like I know he plays well, but like people also talk about how Messi's had a slow start at PSG. Like he's had a slow few games at PSG. Now you watch every PSG game, he's getting one assist, one goal, and an assist. Like normal Messi things. I guess I, I don't know. I think Mbappe is the best player on the team. People hate Messi. I don't know. The, the Messi hate. I feel bad because I probably just don't appreciate him enough for, like, how good he is. But it's whatever. And then um, the other day was the Champions League draw. <laughs> how funny was it? So I, I I have, like, alerts, like, on my phone. So I see the Champions League draw comes out. I'm sitting at work early in the morning, and I see, like, the, the – so I pull it up, and I'm looking at all the, all the matchups. <laughs> and then I see a tweet, like, yeah, it's going to be redrawn. Like, there was a problem. It's like, what the heck? Like, and then they just redrew all of the matchups. Yeah, apparently Man United – I don't know if this is true, but Man United got drawn against 
Villarreal, and they were in the same group. Yeah. And then they did it again, and Atletico Madrid wasn't in uh, Man United's pot when they got drawn. You know what I mean? Like, Atletico Madrid wasn't an option, so well, they, they had to redo the whole whole draw. <coughs> yeah, well, And then they got paired together. Yeah, well, because you can't be with somebody from your own league. can't be with somebody from the same group you were just in. Yeah. So there's different, you know, there's a whole, like, computer model. You think they yeah. should just get rid of that rule? Like, No, I like that rule. That's some intrigue. You don't think, like, United and Chelsea could should get paired together? No, like, they'll if, play each other later on, like. I think I don't think there's any problem with that. Read some of the matchups. We'll kind of like do like a rough prediction. We'll right. talk about it more when it gets there. A rough prediction? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, RB Salzburg or FC Bayern München? <laughs> Bayern München. Uh, I like Salzburg. I root for them. I bet I have like a, a little bet with like some big odds on Salzburg to win the Champions League. Uh, and uh, Kareem Adiemi, their forward to be top goal scorer. I think he only has four goals. So I'm rooting for them, but like they really got, you know, kicking the teeth with this one because I think Bayern Munich's the best team in the world right now. And wasn't Salzburg winning the group? They're winning the, the group at the last. So with two yeah. games left, they played Lille. I think they went to Lille, lost 1 0. It's Lille. Lille. Yeah, sure. I'm not French. Uh, and then they, you know, then they couldn't catch them from there. But they had a chance to win that group. I would have cashed another bet too with that, but. Yeah, so I mean, Byron's one of the favorites to win. So yeah, I think Byron's the strongest team right now. They were a little weak for a little bit because of um, they had some COVID problems. I think. Really? Yeah, but the, they'll be good. I mean, big. I'm big Julian Nagelsmann guy. I've talked about it on this podcast too. He's he's taken that team that was like already kind of a machine and like just kept it kept it rolling. I mean, most of the same players, strong team, but like that guy is just a smart guy. Like he's a, like so when Jesse Marsh got fired, people were like, "Yeah, Leipzig's playing bad." But like Leipzig, so like they sell a bunch of players all the time, and Marsh came in to replace Julian Nagelsmann, who's literally a like to me like a generational coach. Like in this generation, like Pep is a little bit older, but like you have Pep, you have Klopp, and like those guys underneath is like Julian Nagelsmann's right there coming through. Like he's the young guy, like yep. he's the top coach of the generation. Okay, Ajax and Benfica. Do you know, I don't know anything about Benfica? No, I couldn't tell you one thing about Benfica. But Ajax has got Hilaire. Ajax is playing great, dude. Yeah, Top the group. I think they were the only team to win all of their games. Is that true? I think so, yeah. Or maybe it was like, Yeah, so, I mean. A couple, couple good games coming up. What's next? Uh, United and Atletico. I think Atletico win that one. Really? Yeah. Trippier on the right wing. <laughs> yeah, dude. Trippier whipping in balls from the right wing back yeah, spot, dude. against his English teammates. That's that's a matchup I can't yeah. wait to see. So you're <laughs> but, speaking English, don't? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> Liverpool and Inter Milan. I think Liverpool win that, but Inter's good. Inter's pretty good. All right. They must have finished second, right? No, Liverpool won all their games. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think I asked my tied or lost one. The thing with Liverpool is that they have all these African guys going to the African Cup of Nations in like sometime in January. So they're going to be tired. I'm sure they're going to have to rotate the squad. Like, I don't know, man. Maybe some guys pick up injuries. Yeah, but they got Origi. No, okay. Like, he's been, he's right. been balling. Uh-uh. Dude, Origi just scores goals at like 
It's like, oh, I haven't heard about Origi in three months. He comes in and just scores like a sick winner. Yeah, but they'll still have like their defense. They'll just be without Keita, Salah, and Mane. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. What's the next game? So you're going Liverpool as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. What's next? Uh, City or Sporting Lisbon? City, yeah. I think think City's probably the second strongest team in the world right now. Dude, they just beat Leeds 7-0. That game was crazy. Like, right from the jump, City were, like, all over them. It was, like, like weird. I've never seen a game where, like, a team just comes out and it's just, like, instantly – Dude, Marcel, creating chances. Marcel Bielsa does all this weird, like, man-marking stuff. It's like, City just tears that up, dude. Yeah, so anyway, I like this matchup, Chelsea and Leo. I think Leo's going to win. Dude, Chelsea haven't been playing so. as well. I think Tuchel yeah, came in and obviously, in obviously, like, like Chelsea started playing well under Tuchel, won the Champions League, and, like, they started off this season on fire. But, like, I think Chelsea's, like, cooled off a good bit. And if, like, if Lukaku's not in form, like, Chelsea has so many pieces that, like, None of them really get in good form. Like, you can't – like, you look at that team, it's like, is Havertz in form? Not really. Is Werner in form? He's never in form. And, they like, Pulisic just, never gets a run of games. I guess you could say they just need a forward to be in form. I guess. Because their defense is good enough. Yeah. Their defense, like, mm-hmm. is what – is the best yeah. part about them. Rudiger on any given day is the best defender in the world. Could be. That's class. But, I th- yeah, I think Lil's going to win that one. Uh, Juventus and Villarreal. I think Juve, but they're, they're not looking too strong, dude. They're so bad in Syria. I just don't, Unai, I, every time I see Villarreal, I'm always like, Unai Emery's Villarreal. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Juve probably win that one, but Villarreal is probably like, snap, man. We didn't make it to the Europa League. <laughs> what are we supposed to do in the Champions League? We didn't, we won the Europa League just to make it into the Champions League, just to finish third in the Champions League to make it back to the Europa League. And they're like, ah, we we moved on. Who knows? Emery's Villarreal. And then PSG and Real Madrid. I think Real Madrid, dude. I'm going to go bald. <laughs> I'm going to go bald. You think Why? PSG? Yeah, I think PSG wins. I think Real Madrid are playing well. Ancelotti's men. Uh, Vinicius Jr. is, like, close to the best player in the world at this moment. We were talking about this the other day. You were trying to argue that Benzema was better than him. It's like maybe Benzema's older and whatever, but like Vinicius is so good, dude. And like that, you, you tried saying that Vinicius was on the same level as Mo Salah. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's, that. If you, if that's a debate, he's so clearly on the same level as Mo Salah. Dude, you Mo could, Salah's stats are like insane. Mo Salah's cooled off. Vinicius is just as good it's as Mo been Salah. Like, whatever. It's it's very clear. Most and Mo Salah, dude, against like some good teams, like he he disappears. Mo Salah. Vinicius is 100% as good as Mo Salah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but PSG, like, if you told me, like, Mbappe just turns up for a game. Like, I think with the games coming in, like, over two months, I think that's more time for PSG to figure it out. Yeah, that's an advantage. And honestly, I'm going to go bold. Oh. I think, bold alert. I think PSG might be better without Neymar. Like with no, no Neymar in the team, that's bold. That's bold. <laughs> because then you just slot Di Maria in there, and then Di Maria does some defense. Oh, work. you know I love Di Maria though. Di Maria is freaking good. Um, yeah, I don't know. And you always need those like connectors in there too. The guys that, just that, do that could their be job. a TikTok clip right there. Yeah, yeah. gonna go bold. Yeah, gonna go bold. 
but like no context it's like a 10 second <laughs> Neymar's better without PSG clip it yeah so uh alright so you who's your through the Europa League no, uh, who's your final real quick basically who's your two best teams right now taking into account these matchups I think it's a Byron, Byron and City uh yeah City. just because love like PSG and Real Madrid could beat each other up you know yeah but if one like if PSG was playing Sporting Lisbon, well, that can't. They both finished second, but or Real Madrid was playing Sporting Lisbon. Like I would say, Real Madrid. Could when is the African Cup of Nations? I'm not sure. I, I can't say I'm an expert in the African Cup of Nations. Oh, it's January 9th to February 6th. So they're they're not going to miss any Champions League games. No, they're not going to. But like they're going to be. That's a full tournament in the middle of the season, bro. Yeah. So they rest up. Dude, think about it. This that. time next year, like, I think it'll be like the World Cup. The final. I don't know when the World Cup final is uh, next year, but like this time next year, like Pulisic could have just scored a winner to send us to the final, the World Cup final. That'll be peppy. <laughs> peppy, peppy, peppy. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else are we to talk about? Um, did anything else happen? Hey, is there anything like fun, like soccer wise, you're watching right now? Like, what? A... I've had a lot of time to catch up on my soccer watching. I'm trying to think of like things like obviously, there's like the games that come on, like, you know, Premier League games we watch. We talk about MLS, USM. I've been watching a lot of team training sessions. I followed this page on YouTube that just posts, um, it must take like, you know, like the zoomed out version of training sessions. Yeah. Like Byron post them a lot. This dude must get them and like well, they're not, chop them up and post them. He, like sometimes a lot of those pro teams will post like their full training, but it'll be like a preseason training. It'll be something lighter. Like we've talked about like that PSV one, like they've posted a full training, but it was like a weird one in preseason. They don't do much tactical work. So it's probably something like that. That's interesting though. Yeah. Let me know who that guy is. All right, I'll let you know. I uh, bet you gotta let. I love watching trainings, dude. Oh, and also there's that Juventus. Um, oh, nothing out right now. Did you watch it? No, not yet. There's a Bayern one that came out too. Like it's hard for me to sit down and watch like something that's not in English, like with the subtitles. Like, I'm not saying it's not interesting, but like, I don't know. But there's a Neymar documentary coming out on uh, Netflix. Seems kind of interesting. Because I think it's more about Neymar, like, the star, rather than, like... Neymar, the footballer? Yeah. yeah. I guess. I don't know. But, you know, PSG is better without <laughs> Neymar, apparently. <laughs> guy's going to go bald. I think um, they might be, right? You want to do our USMNT draft? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I was trying to think of it, if there was anything else, like, I watched that was interesting. I just finished rewatching the Bayern... Uh, Dortmund game. Good game. I mean, I think, you know, ESPN Plus is like a tactical feed you could watch. It's really just a little bit more zoomed out than the actual feed. Like, I, I was hoping it'd be like from behind the goal or something. I'd be like, yeah. When you at- said you were watching the tactical feed, I was like, I looked over and I was it's like, just no, like you're a not. <laughs> Dude, every like five minutes is actually kind of annoying. Every five minutes, it would like the screen, the game would be about 75% of the screen and the other 25% would be filled by like, stats they would compare like different players the bundesliga loves xg i actually like the bundesliga's broadcast and like different stuff oh here's a theory that they actually mentioned on the tactical feed so maybe that's this is why i watched it at one point they compared holland and lewandowski 
And at that time, Lewandowski had like something like eight sprints. Holland had something like 17 sprints in that game. And it worries me that Holland, he's so reliant on transition and sprints and being more athletic that maybe he keeps getting hurt. Like that hip injury that he had that kept him out like months at a time. Like what if that's something that keeps going throughout his career? Like I hope he learns to like take care of his body. It's not like I don't want him to like hustle for a loose ball. Like 17 sprints compared to Lewandowski's eight. And at that point, the game was fairly even. Dortmund just had more chances to counter. But if he's going to do that all the time, that's a lot of wear and tear on his body. And he's not a striker that's going to get subbed out. So that's all game. And if he's doing that stuff in like the 80th minute, higher chance for injury. Yeah, but that's like one of his strengths is like physicality and his speed. Yeah, but you're it's hoping like, he develops like another part of his game where he's not reliant on those like transition moments. I'm pretty sure he has a lot of parts of his game mm-hmm. every time I watch. I guess. So uh, what, what was your point there? I'm saying like it could be – I could see why there's more injury concerns than people think. In, like Mbappe, not worried about it at all. That dude's body is just made to play this game. Holland, I think, is different because like he carries more weight, and like, what if his knee starts to go or his foot starts to go? Like these injuries like add up. If there's a strained hip for two weeks, what if the next year he has a, a pulled hamstring keeps him out three weeks? That, that stuff adds up for a big guy like that. Yeah, you would know for being a big guy. Like you would know. Like, yeah, I'm a big guy. Well, I thought you were gonna make fun of me for being a Josie Altador fan with the hamstrings and whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I am a big I guy. Right. I like knock on wood. Like when I played, like I trained a lot, worked out a lot. Like I was fairly healthy. No, I wasn't like the most naturally uh, gifted athlete or whatever, but I was never really like hurt. And if I was ever hurt, it was because I was trying to do too much like foam rolling or too much like targeting a specific area. But yeah, I wouldn't know. I'm a big guy. As you can see by me filling out this jersey. (laughs) Do you want to do a quick uh, USMNT draft? Yeah. How did we do it last time? Like what was the order? Um, did you go one or like somebody goes one and then I go two and then you go two or it's just one what is one two one 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 you do that so one person gets the first pick and first pick two and then once yep all right right paper issue for first pick for decision to go first pick or Two out. Yeah. All right. Just that's the one. Yeah. Rock, Rock paper, scissors, scissors, shoot. All right. So do I want first pick or do I want two? I'll get first pick. You ready? Um. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll take pull sick. Do you want me to write them down anywhere on the field, or just list? Start listing your players. Put them as like a left winger. And we'll move him around if needed, but like I would assume he's my left wing. Okay. Um, who's who's player chart is this? <laughs> this is a very advanced player chart that I'm looking at. It goes keeper, attacking left back, defensive <laughs> left back. <laughs> Just in case you need to attack more one game. Who do you got? All right. I'm going to go Reyna and Dest. Oh, dude, you took Reyna? I wanted him. Raina and Dest, wow. So you got one pick. One pick. 
Uh, I'll take Adams. Put him as my six. Okay, I'll take Weston. Passing center back, sweeper center back. Dude, this list is ridiculous. Um, good need a center. And just to make sure, these teams are for like playing a game. What do you mean? Like right now? Yeah. So like All projecting right. someone not, not for the future. Like that's something do. you would do. You would draft for the future. <laughs> oh man! Come on, you know who plays where and just. Who do you have? McKinney? Yeah. I don't know what else to do. I'll take Musa. I, I don't love the pick, but I think there's depth in other spots. Um, Peppy, Peppy. Yeah, I'm actually going to go Peppy. Are you? Yeah. Dude, I feel like he's like – He's the U.S.'s best forward right now. Is he a complete forward or just a scorer? Um, I'll take dude. This is tough. Do I want to go left back, right back? You already took a right back, so I can. I'll take Anthony Robinson. I'll take uh I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Why'd you pick the most difficult to read list? I'll take Walker. Walker Zimmerman? Yeah, center. <sighs> I'll take Miles Robinson. You got the Robinson brothers? Yeah. They go out. I think they played against Mexico together, right? There's one guy in mind. Hopefully you don't take him. Um I'll go Chris Richards. Mm. All right. That's not who I was thinking of. I'll take Aronson. That's why I wanted. You put Aronson on the right. I was going to see who you pick. Aronson or Wea. So I'll go Wea. Ah, I forgot about Wea. Are we allowed to pick guys like... We have to pick guys that are generally in the camp, right? Who would you consider picking? That's has been you. Um... I'll take – I need another center back. I need a right back. I need a nine. And taking away. Ah. Actually, give me De La Fuente and move Aaron to the center mid. No way you pick De La Fuente, dude. Yeah, why? I'm the biggest De La Fuente guy. <laughs> what are you gonna, talking about? And you're going to go and pick him. Honestly, if you came up to me today and were like, I'm a big De La Fuente guy, I'd be like, no, you're not. Dude, I was on the podcast talking no, about Dela Fuente. No. Like two podcasts no. ago. So like back Give in, me Dela Fuente, so bro. back in September. Aaron's in the center mid. Give me Dela Fuente. I do you a favor to help help out though. Wait, Aaron's in the center mid. Yeah. Where are you putting Dela Fuente? On the wing. Are you getting a mix up with Yeah, Dela yeah, Tor- I was getting a mix oh, up with Dela Torre. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that's so funny? <laughs> Dela Torre. Okay, so you're I wanted Dela Torre too, but I think Dela Fuente on the wing is. Dude, more I valuable. completely got him mixed up. <laughs> okay, so you're probably not gonna pick Dela Torre, are you? I don't know. I could go in fourth center mid. Adam is the right back. <laughs> 
Della Torre. I'll go Stefan. Uh, that's going bold right there. He's going with his feet. I don't know, man. I think Matt Turner. Should I pick uh, Horvath? I need another center back. You already have two center backs. So I can kind of wait, but I'm going to go. Yeah, I guess I'll go Yellen because you have Dest. I need a nine and a center back. Yedlin-y. Yeah. Now we're not pulling from each other's yeah, I know. teams at all. So I don't even know who I. I don't want. I don't really want Vines. No. Joe Scally? But I don't really want Joe Scally. <laughs> What's wrong with Joe Scally, dude? Come on. Dude, he's been oh, so good. Man. All right, I'll pick Joe Scally. <laughs> that was the most disappointed I've ever heard. Dude, think about it. There's someone out there that's like, yeah, I get Joe Scally. Yeah, true. All right. Um, Here's my center back options. I'll take Mark McKenzie. What position do you Hopefully need? He doesn't give the ball away. Dude, Mark McKenzie's good. Get out of here. I'll take uh, Costa. <laughs> oh, gosh, dude. Sorry to hear that. What if I took dude, the Jets? If he does a job. Every time he's with the U.S., he does his job. Except uh, down in – When we ask him to do too much, that's when he doesn't do good. Yeah, yeah if you're bringing him on in the 70th same minute, Same with Weston McKinney. You have no good passers to the ball, dude. Just wait for my last pick. Del Torre. Um, so I need a nine. What if I just took legit, played him as a false nine? Um, I'll take P. Fock. <laughs> I don't want Sergeant, dude. All right, my last pick is Del Torre. Uh, you want Turner? Oh, or yeah. Or that. <laughs> Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson. By the way, when we we're talking about MLS, like Sean Johnson's legit. Like, watch him in that shootout. Like, he's so strong when he goes to make a save. Like, All that right. guy's just an absolute tank. All right. You want me to read? So, this is Andrew's team. Yeah. We read the formation. So, what, what formation do you want here? Yeah. 4 3 3. One, one pivot. So, 4 3 3 with one defensive mid. Uh, his goalie is Matt Turner from left to right. Uh, Anthony Robinson, Miles Robinson, Mark McKenzie, and DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, defensive mid is Tyler Adams. Jonas Musa and Brendan Aronson are his two center mids. And then Pulisic out left, De La Fuente out right, and Pifak up top. I'm playing the same exact formation. Just to match up well against yeah. your team, I think, uh, I, think, I think we would do good. Uh, Zach well. Steffens in goal from left to right on defense. <laughs> like Joe Scally and Des both play left and right. <laughs> so, like, you're probably better off just playing Des to the right. Yeah, we go Des on the right, Scally on the left, Chris Richards and Walker Zimmerman at center backs, uh, Callum Acosta at defensive mid, and in front of him, uh, Luca Della Torre and Weston McKinney. And then Wea on the left, Reyna on the right, and Pepe up top. My yeah, attack dude. is pretty good. No, no, dude. I think my team wins. <laughs> no, dude, like, who's going to progress the ball out of the back for you? Like, Richards is good on the ball. Zimmerman's pretty good on the ball. Two, like, good attacking outside backs. But, like, who's going to progress the ball? Like, I would, like, mark Del Torre pretty tight and be like, all right, Acosta or Weston, you're going to have to pass, pass out of this. And they're just not going to. 
Yeah, if you mark Del Torre too tight, then Randon drops in and gets the ball. <laughs> that's the only thing I'm worried about. But that's why we have Anthony Robinson there to cover ground. Yeah, but you forget, like, I have an extra attacker back here with Dest. Okay, but, like, we're, we're sound protecting in transition because we have Mackenzie Robinson. Actually, my whole back four, Anthony Robinson, Mark McKenzie, Miles Robinson, DeAndre Edlin, all great athletes. We're going to be good in transition defense. And Adams is just a nice destroyer. And he'll just when he when Adams gets on the ball for my team, he'll just like pop it, pop it, pop it. All right, this is tough for the listeners to understand because they don't see the team in in front of them. <laughs> so they're like, oh. "You want to go? We'll move on after this. You want to go position by position, real quick? Tally yeah. it up. We'll we'll have to agree who's better. We can't. That's tough. But all right, Zach Stefan or Matt Turner? I'll give you. I'll give you Stefan. Yeah, you better. <laughs> it's close though. Left back, Joe Scally or Anthony Robinson? So your team's always the first guy. Yeah. I'll be the second. Uh, Anthony Robinson, I think, is better. You got to give me that one. Uh, Chris Richards or Miles Robinson? Miles Robinson, I think, dude. Right now, yeah. Yeah. Not for the future. Walker Zimmerman or uh, Mark McKenzie? Mark McKenzie. I'm super high on McKenzie, but I'd give you Dude, Walker Zimmerman. Crazy, you MLS Defender of the Year, too. Last year, not this year. I don't know. This year, too. Really? Yeah, back to back. I will say, like we we sat like pretty close to the field, like right near Nashville's back line when they played the Union. Zimmerman, absolute beast, dude. He's just winning things in the air, like so composed when they build out. Like you ever just like watch a game and you're like, holy crap, this guy's good. Like this is such a high level. Like Zimmerman was that. He's just class, dude. Dest, so Dest or Yedlin? I give you Dest. Thanks. But not not all the time. He's inconsistent. Kellen Acosta or Tyler Adams? Tyler Adams. Uh, Weston McKinney or Jonas Musa? I'll give it to you, man. That's close. Just because of McKinney's, like, aerial threat. And his, like, uh, leadership qualities. Yeah, dude, he's going <laughs> to get sent home from the camp. Uh, Luca De La Torre or Brendan Aronson? Aronson. And he got as a center mid, though. Yeah, but him and Pulisic could rotate. Pulisic wants to go find the ball. Aronson can float wide. And Aronson helps win the ball back. All right. It's good at counter-pressing. Pulisic or Wea? Pulisic. Yeah, you got that one. Uh, Reyna or De La Fuente? I'll take the I'll take <laughs> yeah, Reyna. I got you. And then the to see who wins, it's Peppy or Peafock. No, P, dude, I don't know, dude, man. You can't, say, like, you can't say that. Dude, it's me. So like, I win. I win six to five. <laughs> it's so like, so I got the, but like my advantage with Pulisic over whoever you had way is like so big. You know, that's what you get for having the first pick instead of like the next two, you know. You picked it. It seems fair though. That'd be a good game. We'll let the we'll let the listeners decide. Yeah. We'll put up a poll. I remember last time we we put our tactics, but that's too much. Yeah, they'll, they'll know my tactics. My team's out out to win the game, while you might just have to sit back and defend. And we'll expose your outside backs who aren't great at defending. No big deal. Something like we'll see. Um, so yeah, we'll post those on our Instagram and stuff. Who? Uh, what what else do you want to talk about? Is that it? Yeah. Um. And on the half turn NFT. Oh, dude, <laughs> NFT. We're coming out with our cryptocurrency. They're called half tokens. <laughs> <laughs> we only accept those as uh, when sponsors sponsor us. OTH. They're, they're, <laughs> they're called Lala's coins. 
<laughs> on the on the half coin. <laughs> on the half coin. <laughs> Yo, we should get like a picture. You know how like the NFTs of like crypto punk or whatever are like all like pixelated. Yeah. We should get pictures of us and like pixelate them. Like <laughs> yo, we have uh so we have a potential guest that we could get, I think, in the future that like we think is funny, but like I don't know if anyone else would really know him. The guy from TikTok. We'll save for later, but oh yeah. yeah. Um and then I don't know. We'll work on some stuff. Like if there's like topics that anyone wants us to cover, like let us know. Like I'm thinking, like I, I started reading a couple books. Like I and like some some of these books, like relative to soccer, like I take notes. So that way, like we could come back to it and have a podcast about like certain topics. So like for example, like I'm reading a book now. It's called like How Elite Athletes Are Made or whatever. Basically, like it dives in all these studies about like what it like how elite athletes like grow up so the first chapter is about like a specific topic about how like all like most like top level athletes like our younger siblings because they grow up playing against their older sibling which is so weird in our case because i'm much better than chad uh and you even <laughs> had the advantage and i'm still better than you which is crazy but uh yeah then the next chapter talks about like what kind of environment they're in like when they play the youth sports different stuff like that so like I'm taking notes and you know, if there's an interesting topic there that we could talk about, like I'll have the notes for it. So, so would you say you read alongside with like highlighting things? I just take a pen and underline. And then <laughs> if I ever want to go back and take notes, I'll just go through the pages and like find one. Do I'm you ever use an ebook? No, <laughs> I need to feel the real paper. Bro. Uh, all right. uh, I also read uh, Anson Doran. Anson, Anson Doris. Is it Doris? I think his name is. He's the, the women's coach at North Carolina. Has like 20 national championships. Absolutely ridiculous. I read one of I, I read one of his books too. Uh just about coaching and whatever, and like took some good notes on that too. So that'd be something cool like to share, but nothing groundbreaking, but smart guy. So good soccer mind. Yeah. Talk about me, right? Good soccer mind. Mm. So yeah, anything else to talk about? I mean, my my coaching is pretty much done for the, like so our high school's done it's done start back up to like workouts in the summer both of my teams like finished up we start like indoor season soon but that's just like one game a week like maybe a practice a week if we get to it that's that's pretty much it playing trying to play as many like indoor men's leagues as i can but not a whole lot so i'm rusty dude i need to keep playing like i'm not bad I try to play as much pickup as i can but like i wish there was more pickup around yeah no. Wish we lived closer to things. So like, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, one of these times, we got to go up. We should get a group of people and go up to uh, this place called the Ground in New York City. They're the if you if you just look up the Ground NYC soccer, it's like they have like a, a like a small like five v five like turf field like on top of a building in the middle of Manhattan, and they have like indoor inside like pickup and stuff like dude, that place would be so sick to play. Yeah. All right. Anything else we need to cover? No, I think uh, my team won the draft and we went over some things team. that we missed the past couple. All right. So we're going to get back to a more regular schedule. We're going to try and be more active on social, like social media. So we'll be posting TikTok clips, trying to like get more active on Twitter and stuff. So retweet us, you know, reshare all our stuff. So, and leave us a review on uh, podcast platforms too. We good? Yeah. All right. Peace.